0: Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business.
1: Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to Wealth Wednesday. Super excited about today's episode. You guys already know this show is all about bringing you guys the newest news, the newest topics that are going on in the world and how they relate to our community and what's dope is this. This is all hosted by two Puerto Rican males. So yeah, love it for the newcomers. Thank you for showing up. We appreciate you. If you're new here, we drop a new episode every single Wednesday, and we would love for you to share this per this episode with one, with, with one other person out there that needs to hear this information. And look, we got some great topics that we're gonna dive into today. We're talking about NFTs. We're talking about AI. And we're talking Agathon as well. But before we get into that, my brother Jeremiah, how you feeling today, bro?
0: Feeling great, man. Great topics, great conversation. Two great gentlemen, right? As you said, you know, sepa. Mm-hmm. Here mm-hmm. yeah, we're making it happen. And uh let's get to it, man. I'm happy. Let's get it.
1: Well, let's do it. So we're gonna just jump it right into it today. Usually we have some like icebreaker topics, but we jumping right in today. And if you guys don't know, if you guys have if you guys been living under a rock, um, NFTs at one point were huge, right? I'd say towards the end of 2020, 2021, 2022, NFTs, if you didn't have an NFT, you wasn't doing it, right? You weren't nope. investing right, right? Um, reports just came out that said that NFTs, most NFTs are actually totally worthless now. You guys remember back in that time, a lot of NFTs were selling for an absurd amount of money. I know, like some of the CryptoPunks and um, some of the other projects were selling up to like two million dollars, even yeah. more, right? Um, and now these NFTs, these non-fungible tokens, these collectibles, it research has came out and said that ninety-five percent of the once-hyped crypto assets have hit rock bottom right and they analyzed over 73,000 nft collections and they found that over just about 70,000 of them have a market cap of 0 eth which was the cryptocurrency that they were mainly used to buy uh different nft assets right they people weren't really using bitcoin they were using eth right um yeah Almost seventy thousand of them have hit zero. What do you What are your thoughts about this, man? This, this is crazy, crazy, but actually not not surprising.
0: Yeah, it ain't too surprising. I mean, let's be honest. The hype was going on. You had a lot of very famous people that were into it. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think that for the most part, people got into it and thought that it was a way uh, to expand their own sales and things inside of web three which is the upcoming internet right so you had internet one you had and you had web two which we're currently in web three is the metaverse right that's coming and everything and so they just saw it in a way as a way to get into that um and then make some money off of it mm-hmm. i do feel that the actual foundational meaning and utilization of nfts is actually great because mm-hmm. nfts are to smart contracts right um Free the man, but Tory Lanez. We, we're getting into this. Tory Lanez was one of the first people that actually did music, if not the first person that did his album via an NFT. Um, and totally just like ripped apart the record industry, right? The music industry. Now, if he's in jail because of that, that's a whole other thing. But I'll just say that he he has he helped a lot of people make money off of his music. He made a lot of money off that album, and so I think. When they got away from that and it started just being a fad or you know, this kind of trend that you could just take a picture of yourself and then uh animate yourself or something mm-hmm. and sell it and then you could make a couple of thousand dollars and everything. I think when they got into that, that's when it that's when we actually started to have issues. Now the question, Chris, I got a question for you. Do you mm-hmm. think that what's happening and the reason why that ninety-five percent of them are worthless, do you think that was intentional? Mm-hmm. Why do you say that? Like, do you think maybe there's banks or there's some um, some whales they call them or some very large conglomerate hedge fund and group type people that are would actually um, utilize the smart contracts and utilize that technology, buy up everything, and then the market goes back up with you know these huge institutional mm-hmm. investors mm-hmm. owning the majority of the stuff.
1: That's a great question because that was actually one of the questions that I was asked. Like, do you believe uh-huh. NFTs were going to recover? So, um, I think the ones, like you said, that have the actual, a utility case for them and that have, I guess, for lack of a better words, like benefits that come with them, Yeah. for example, I think it was CryptoPunks that if you own one of these, then you were in like a discord or you were in a room with other celebrities that you can network with, which can probably was very valuable for people, um, I do think it, it's very interesting that again 95 percent of the nfts or as almost at zero um yeah it, it, it i don't know man it, it's interesting it i would think it's a great opportunity to buy if it's something that you're invested in long term but it, it's very speculative because it, there's so many of them out there like which ones do you you pick from right so it's tough i think when it comes to the nft situation my my first thing is, my first impression is you got to actually like the art, I would say. Right. And if right. there's some type of benefits from owning the art, then, you know, it's it's worth buying into. But if you're just buying a cat or a dog just because it's hype or just because, you know, um, somebody posted it on Twitter, that's probably not going to be a smart move. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't going to ask you that. I'm interested. Like, do you think it's going to bounce back? Do you think people are going mean... to buy into it?
0: I think it's, um, if we could liken the trend to Beanie Babies, um, mm-hmm. and for those of you that aren't old enough, these are little beanbag mm-hmm. uh, teddy bears and different types of animals or whatever, right? But that trend comes and goes, right? Um, Pokemon trading cards, the stuff mm-hmm. comes and goes. It's a trend. A game will come out and then it goes back up and the value goes back up, it goes back down. Um, but they always seem to have some inherent value. I think for something to go as high as it did, and then be totally worthless, 95% of that um industry or that, that vertical be worthless. That's something to investigate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you just, I mean, think about it. You've never seen anything like that on, on that scale, yeah. right? That was so highly invested into. Right. And has so many actual utilization cases because it's not just about owning the art, as you said. Um, if we go back, you and I went probably our favorite or one of our favorites, obviously, MC Hustle, rest in peace, but he was doing this type of stuff with technology with his albums. Mm-hmm. Walk into the store, right, and it's basically an NFT because on your phone you could scan a shirt, and it would link to uh, freaking concert tickets later on, two months, mm-hmm. two months down the road, or a year down the road. If you had that shirt, right, he was basically having physical NFTs because you could then link mm-hmm. it to a contract and say, "Hey, that shirt, scan that, that tag, and then you're going to get two free tickets." Yeah. So there was great utilization on the stuff, and for it to be uh, so highly linked, I think to like the music industry and basically taking away the control, the overall systematic control that these, you know, these major record companies, record labels have over. And then for it to just fall like that, it seems to me that there's some type of. I'm just being honest. It seems like mm-hmm. there, it was orchestrated, because you don't have so much money into something. And so hyped right yeah. and then it just totally loses value that's kind of strange I think it'll come back but I think when it does come back the um, market won't be saturated with retail investors I think mm-hmm. it'll just be like major these major institutions I even think it'll be record labels that own mm-hmm. like major NFTs
1: yeah it's it, it, no you're 100% right and I mean now that you're saying that I'm thinking like the record label they've seen this they've seen what Tory Lanez did and they're like yes. oh we ain't ready for this to happen right now because the way he just ripped everything apart and just like bypassed everybody to go direct to consumer was pretty incredible. Um Yeah, I mean, it, man, it's conspiracy theories. <laughs> you know, that's for me. You know how I
0: mean? I just gotta think about it. Like imagine someone coming up with something. He was the first person to do it. And he did it very successfully. Someone that decided to utilize this technology mm-hmm. It bypassed streaming, Yeah. right? He didn't need Spotify. He didn't need YouTube. He didn't need, in- like, literally, he bypassed all of these entities, all of the record labels. Right? He made the music himself and put it out, right? And so he bypassed everything. That's very dangerous to powers that be and the way they have gatekeepers and the way everything is structured, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I, it could be conspiracy theory, but I think it's pretty, I don't know. It seems pretty obvious to me. I've never seen something that I have so much money into it and then be worthless
1: after a year. A hundred percent. I, I definitely believe in the use of NFTs. I don't think they're completely dead. Right now they may look like they're dead, but I think they're definitely gonna come back. As far as like investing in past projects that are at their lowest right now, I mean to me that's the remained to be seen. You know, yeah. you gotta something that you speak about a lot. And I think when it comes to NFTs, you gotta do it 10 times over. Is you have to look into what the owners and what the founders are yeah. doing, right? You always speak about doing your tokenomics, looking into the white yep. paper and whatnot, seeing yep. what, because look, even I think is uh, Jake Paul, he had yep. a situation where he had an NFT. He didn't follow through with it. He ended up scanning scanning people millions of dollars or whatnot. He has publicly came out allegedly and said that he was going to continue with the project, but he hasn't. So right. my point of saying that is you have to really do the research on the founders and the owners and the company to see if there's something that they're even going to continue with, to see what their you know, um, what their thought process is for the next five ten years because, you can have somebody like a a. a Logan Paul say, like, yo, this is gonna be the next thing in five years. I'm working on it, and he not even doing anything with it, you know.
0: I, I think that I mean, and not to tie the two together, obviously, but this whole uh flip the Dow situation is gonna hurt that. Right. Because that's what the Dow is, and Dow and NFT are like that mm-hmm. that's kind of cousins, right? You've the NFT, you can basically use the smart contracts and a Dow to create an organization of stuff. Mm-hmm. various different levels. So that's gonna be interesting. I see I, I see a lot of misuse of the technology. You mm-hmm. see very few property usages of the actual technology. I think that there's gonna be, I was listening to Akon the other day, I think there's gonna be some uh, some cities that are being built that are in Africa and stuff like that that are going to utilize mm-hmm. the technology in the correct mm-hmm. manner. And you'll see how far it could go. And I think it can it, it can, I mean it's limitless where it can go, but I think we'll start to see people using it properly and then when they've used it properly i think that'll bring back the actual usage basis mm. see some nfts are actually linked to something
1: yeah you know,
0: humanitarian based efforts maybe you buy this nft and it gives uh mm. you know 300 gallons of water to people in the sub saharan africa like things like that so that's that's what to mean what they should be used for i'm not an over super tree hugger or anything but i just believe that that's what the technology for the betterment of mankind Actually, should be used for it. Yeah. So we see yeah. that, then it, um, it'll be good.
1: A hundred percent. And I think, you know, to be honest, in my opinion, times like this, these bubbles, the ninety-five percent drop, I think yeah. it's needed to understand Agreed. what to do right, what to not do in the future, what to avoid, what to look after. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of people lost a lot of money during this time. So yeah. it's I a correction. Say,
0: it's a yeah, correction, try- correction cycle, right? It's a drawback, right? That that correction is needed in every single industry.
1: Yeah. And it, isn't it crazy? Like, Shout out, rest in peace, Nip. It would be crazy to see him alive today doing business because he was one of the early adopters of using an NFT. You can go into the store. Like you said, you can get the tickets. I remember you go into the store, you scan a piece of product, yep. and there's content specifically yes. with that It would just be amazing to see him like operate today, you know.
0: I mean, his partner David Grohl said he was talking, um, and this is all linked to the NFTs and things like that because Nip was literally the very early adopter to this. He was very early adopter almost of NFT in the music space. Uh, with the way he did his album, which was the thousand dollar album, right? Those things that he was doing, these were very early, right? Adaptations, he was way ahead of his time. Um, his partner, David Gross, still has said that, um, you know, so Nip, basically, when you investigate it, he was, really, he was worth about $240 million. That's what, mm. you read the book, they showed all his, basically, what he had in his assets. And then uh, David Gross said the way his adaptation, how he learned, and the way that he was, like, vertically integrated into his businesses, he would have been a billionaire Like, mm. So Nip would have probably been a one or two, right? Like, in that range now. And that's just in a few years because he had, he was an early adapter and an early investor into so many things. I think he, mm-hmm. he, um, he had invested in FaceClan, too. Mm. His kids like to play the game or whatever. So there's all these early things. So, man, it would have been super interesting. I think mm. he, he, he'd be killing it. Yeah,
1: crazy. So let me ask you this, man. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was NFTs that got really hyped up first and then it was Web3 or was it vice versa?
0: Um, no, so... The, it, so it was web three that was right so the metaverse was basically presented web mm-hmm. three slash the metaverse right because facebook is the people that basically said we're going to create this metaverse meta right mm-hmm. um they kind of came up with that idea laid it out and what it would be and what does that actually mean it goes super deep won't even go that deep but they laid that out and then nfts were kind of
1: yeah.
0: right because they started off with just uh clips of like michael jordan Yep. in 88 right and people own that clip that specific clip okay? yep. and then it progressed to like car holographic car right and then it was progressing so it started off with web3 first and then it just kind of exploded once people figured out what they could do with
1: it i completely remember those cars were like yeah. you selling you know what i'm saying a, a highlight
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, it was like 18 seconds and, you had to, and it was like $300,000 for the 18-second clip or something that. like that. I was like, yeah. okay.
1: So the reason why I ask you that is because, man, first of all, the past three years, it seemed like it's been all a blur, right? Blur. So you got you got the Metaverse that was hyped up. Then you got NFTs. And yeah. the next thing that was hyped up, we're kind of in the stage now, is artificial intelligence. Now, for we sure. all know artificial intelligence has been around for a while now. But Theory. the question is every time something becomes hype, you know, I always got to beg to ask, like, are we going to be in another bubble? Are we going to see something similar with NFTs with all these AI projects hitting zero or like, cause it it just seems like it's really easy for someone to make a AI, you know, software platform, you know, the stocks that are related to it, is is it going to be the same thing as the NFT situation?
0: Oh, um, um, no, because A.I. is basically essential to use in in the development of mankind. Basically. This was the next progression of progressional step. Right. So as you're going up the, the staircase of human right, elevation or, you know, you're, at, you're trying to elevate. I'm ascending. The ascendance of humankind is kind of just like the next step is and it's essential. Um. There was going to come a time just like with Henry Ford in the early 20th century when he created the the he had the, the actual factory workers, right, in the production line. There was going to come a time when that's all robots. right? So that's this time. It's needed. AI is needed to be more productive, to make us more productive. If it's used properly, it's going to be great. Obviously, a lot of people see Skynet with Terminator. You know it could be used the wrong way, right? But um, it's essential. So I can't see where AI will go to zero. Right. The problem with NFTs is that they're not really essential, right? Like you really don't need them, right? And so when something's not essential, it's easy for it to lose its market value extremely right. quick. AI right. is very difficult. It's so integrated now, and it's been integrated. Like you have ChatGPT, which has Elon owns a piece of it. Yeah. Um, I think still right, he still owns a piece of it. You got Microsoft, which owns the major stake, and then ChatGPT is on Apple. So you have the, like three crazy, richest people, richest companies all working together with one project. It's impossible for that project not to be around. 100%. Right? So that's what I think. And that's how I see it. It's, it's a completely different. Lane, kind of. yeah.
1: No, yeah. I agree. With, I, I really do agree with you. I even think, you know, I don't think we're in a, a bubble anytime soon because we're still so early. Like we talk yeah. about it. We know about it because we use it and right. we we're always doing our due diligence but there's still a large population of people that don't even understand or have never used chat GPT right for and sure you said it has an actual use case like these are things that we are using every single day in our workflow in our creative flow whatever the case is now but what I do see is there's so many different companies and people making AI products for every little damn thing I do see, a chat GPT having more features where they just kind of gobble up what they're doing. And instead of using um platform X, Y, and Z, I'm just gonna use Chat GPT because it does 10 other things. Does that make right. sense? Right. It's kind of yeah. I I always use the Apple yeah. effects because I got an Apple, I gotta just throw it out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you remember early on in the App Store, like everybody had a flashlight app everybody had an alarm clock app but eventually apple developed their own flashlight their own alarm clock or some of these companies they bought those companies so that they're part of the apple product and what i'm saying is i think there is in the future this my opinion is going to be different couple different ai platforms that will go to use right i think um chat gpt they have the ability to something crazy where they can search videos or something new yeah. that just came out yeah. audio and video. They can search. audio and video. Yeah. So yeah. What, what do you think about that?
0: I mean, for the most part, yeah, GPT, um, Google Bard because Google, so Bard was first, uh, to the platform to have. So uh, kind of like not generative AI because that was changed, but they could basically search video, uh, and help in the creation of video, right? So I like when you're first to market with something, that's gonna be that lead you, it leads you to basically stay in that space. Even if someone comes after you, it's just considered a copycat, right? Um, Coca-Cola Pepsi, right? People love Pepsi or whatever, but it'll never erase Coca-Cola as the first one. And so I feel like chat GPT, um, this is something that's always gonna be it'll always be around. If it can get integrated or basically bought because remember Microsoft used to have a phone. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but Microsoft used to actually have a phone that they had. Right. Most people don't remember. But if Microsoft wants to come back out with a phone, which they could, got every, why not, right? Then, what if they say we have exclusive rights on ChatGPT? Now, Apple has to come up with their own, which they can, I guess. They could study. Or Apple has to uh, partner up with Google. Yeah going to be difficult because Google yeah. has their own phone. So you're yeah. going to have to see in my opinion, you're going to see three versions, right? You'll see you GPT, which is basically owned by Microsoft. Uh You'll have Apple, which will have to come up with their own, which they kind of already did, because they have Siri. Maybe they should be further into research and development on that.
1: 100%.
0: Siri was AI, right? And then you'll have Google, because Google has the Pixel. They have their own phone. Mm-hmm. They have YouTube, they have their own, right? Alphabet is... You know, so. That's the, yeah. that's the thought.
1: No, I, I, I like that thought because, you know, to compete, if, if that does happen, you know, Siri going to need to upgrade because I don't, I, <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I used Siri for any damn thing.
0: <laughs> now, if you could talk to Siri and Siri could write your report and based upon your living, based upon Siri stays in your pocket, right?
1: Come on now. So
0: imagine we have all of the neural links, and we have all this stuff that is dealing with biomed. Apple's trying to get into biomed as well. So if you start being able to link that biomed, a watch you wear that maybe has an interface on the back of the watch to tell you to touch your skin and it could tell you your your sugar level, your cholesterol, your heart rate, right? And then that feeds into the phone and Siri can actually integrate with some stuff like that. Now it's a whole totally different level of stuff, right? Apple, y'all should pay me for that idea. Yeah, but yeah. by the way, like if the, but if something like that happens, then you're looking at, you know, something different. Yeah. Siri then has a purpose. Cause she, yeah. what Siri could tell you, you're in your, your um your earbuds, right? And you're running, you're doing whatever you're doing, and Siri tells you your your sugar, right, your sugar rate is extremely low. You should stop now and go get a piece of candy, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Just just different things like that. And I think that as we start to progress, you'll start to see the merging of worlds because the only thing that's outdone tech overall in the long stream of things is healthcare. Mm. So I hear Apples getting into that. So that's a whole different thing.
1: Yeah. I, I can't imagine if Siri being in my ear talking about you need to get up out the couch and hit the gym. To, <laughs> get, she would do
0: that too. But it would be in a voice that 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 would right like what if it was in E.T.'s voice? Yeah. And Et yeah. e. was like, "Yo, what you doing? Bruce, why are you sitting on the couch right now? You know that you you need well, workouts. The oh my god! <laughs> everybody, look i I say I say chill on that one because that's not for everybody. There should be levels to this, right? Because it's not, it's not. that 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 might make some people depressed yeah. a little bit. He, he's no. a little bit intense for some people. So yeah, hundred um, percent.
1: Speaking about new levels. Dominican superstar rapper El Alpha inks multi-million dollar deal with Sound's royalties, right? This was confirmed by his team, right? Yep. The deal was worth over $70 million, right? Yes, sir. this This company, Sound Royalties, a little bit about them, they were established in 2014 and they basically provide financing for music creators, uh, independent label publishers and distributors right um, and pretty much they offer advances to different companies and music creators anywhere from five thousand dollars to tens of millions of dollars to help yeah. these creators uh, fund uh, their projects and whatnot right and one of their big artists that they recently helped in 2018 was actually little wayne with one of his projects so Dominican Superstar inks a $70 million deal. And before you give your perspective on it, I thought this quote from the article was very interesting. He said that he's actually been speaking with Sound Royalty for years, and the time finally made sense for us to work together. And he said the best advice I ever received from Alex Henichi, he's the owner of uh, Sound Royalty. He's basically telling him to not sell his music right to so whatever you do don't sell your music don't you know what i'm saying don't give up the royalty stream keep your music and he was able to because he didn't sell he's able to leverage his back catalog to invest yep. in his future so long story short he used that leverage of all the past music that he created to leverage a deal of worth 70 million dollars which is it's insane it's crazy
0: I mean, this is a time where you see multiple different artists. You saw, I believe, Justin Bieber sold his catalog, right? Uh, there's so many other artists that sold their whole catalog, right? Sold their mm-hmm. masters. And,
1: mm-hmm. I think Katie Perry. Katy
0: Perry. Katy yeah. Perry, yeah. There's there's like super big name people. Mm-hmm. So I think Justin Timberlake might have sold his yeah. as well. There's, there's people that just sold, right? And so in, in the age of that, uh, in fact, I think when I'm thinking about it, relatable right um you see so their whole you know quality control for the amigos owner of the amigos record label and little baby yeah. so their whole record label so the masters there's some artists that didn't have the master they didn't own their master so whoever bought them owns that and so on the age of all this you see somebody giving someone some really sound advice and telling them to hang on to it now one of the biggest things that people have to understand what well, can I leverage my music can I do something like El Alpha did. Okay. In perspective, El Alpha was the first Dimbo artist to be globally global. listened to, Yeah, right? Globally. He took Dimbo to a, a global level mm-hmm. um, and, and he's, he hasn't stopped. And he's he's just been a, a pioneer, right? He is to Dimbo, Daddy Yankee is to reggaeton. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's how that works. So just in comparison, if people think, oh, my music or could I, you have to understand your significance. His significance to Dimbo is like, he's the yeah. top artist, yeah. right? And so he he kind of warns that. Um, I do kind of question it. Um, obviously, it's not mine. It's, it's $70 million and way more <laughs> way not my opinion. But I do sometimes wonder if instead of getting these advances from these companies and things like that, right, because there is something that's owed to the company. 100. Right. In some type of shape or fashion. The money that he was accruing from his shows and the music because he owned his masters and he owned everything. You're getting that money. Why hasn't anyone come and, and sat down with him and talked about investments? Right? Because he could have put that money into various different things. He stays in Miami. There could have been various different things that he could have put that money into and he could have funded himself via himself. Yeah. Maybe he owned real estate or maybe he, you know, he, he uh collateralized his assets. He had a hundred million dollars worth of stock, and he could borrow against. It. So that's the type of things I think about. I think it's great that he did get the deal. I, you know, kudos to him for not selling his music, and so he can leverage that to do it because that's kind of what he's doing with this. But I do still wonder, you know, if there was another way for him to do it because I know that comes; those advances come with there's a lot that they expect you know, from those advances.
1: Hefty, hefty price tag for sure. Yeah, it, it's always interesting to me to see artists sell their catalog you know usually when you 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 look at these articles and you see the comments people are always judging them why did you sell for 300 mil and whatnot i'm like man that's 300 mil you know could could maybe justin bieber have held on a little bit longer got more in the long run probably but we don't know these people's financial situation and at the end of the day i look at that similar to business right yeah I, I would assume, at the uh, for a lot of people, the end goal is to sell their business because that's that's honestly a liability for you to carry until you get rid of it.
0: I'll take that. You I can respect I'm it. I, I'm, I'm. You as know me.
1: As you have the business, that business can yeah. go to zero. But if that's you get true. rid of it, you know you then have the asset.
0: That's true. I think it's. I think it's for me. It's kind of like. Uh... The music industry and owning your music, owning your masters is just like, and I and I take a word from Nip on this one, right? Um, it's like it's like owning land. Right? Land never it'll never be zero. Land will always have some type of value. People's music will always have some type of value. Mm-hmm. Um it just will because there's always you can always find a million people that listen to that artist. If there are mainstream artists like that that are I mean, I'm talking about 50 Cent is still touring right now off of Get Rich or Die Trying,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: And this is that's in 2002, 2003. So I'm I'm just saying there's always significance. Even if you're not actively doing it, you still want to recoup that money. Um, rap will have an OD station, right? Which they do now. That plays 90s and 2000s rap and people make money off of that. Every spend that they get. So for that, I just think, you know, I would hang on to it. But like you said, I don't know these situation. Mm. I think the music had to be worth something. and But maybe they're like, eh, I'll get what I can off of it now, and then whoever buys it, they could get what they get. Case in point, Michael right. Jackson basically owned Sony when he passed. Why is that? Because he owned the Beatles catalog, mm. which basically helped to create Sony Records, right? So right. This is just thinking long-term. It's right. not about the here and now And being myopic and thinking, like, I need this money now. And I know it's about, I think, I'm always thinking about generational things. I think about six, seven generations in the future. I want them to still be rich off of me. And then if they think the same way and we lay it out right, then seven generations from them will be the same thing. And so, I don't know. It's a responsibility. It's a blessing that they've been given all that money. But I I think that a lot of times these guys don't have counsel. They just Mm -hmm. do stuff. That's what I think. That's just my opinion. I think people just do it.
1: Mm, yeah, hundred percent. Love it. Um, that's it for today, y'all. All the articles to what we just spoke about today is going to be linked in this uh, podcast episode. So if you want to check it out, or read more about it, more in depth, feel free to to do that. And as always, for the people that are new. For the people that have been rocking for us with us for a minute now. If you guys can do us a huge favor and share this podcast episode with one other person that needs to hear this, it would mean the world to us. And you guys already know it's the Latin Wells family. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.